Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quantum Witch Cafe, your safe place to talk about anything paranormal, fringe, or UFOs, UAP if you're fancy and proper. Tonight, I have the honor of hosting Les Velez, who is an amazing author and has created some amazing, an amazing group for support. But I'm going to let him tell you about that. But before we get to him, I'm going to say thank you to anybody that is live in the chat and watching on YouTube. I really appreciate your support. So please like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And if you're listening on Anomalous Podcast Network, I appreciate you just as much. Leave any feedback that you can and uh, tell your friends that there's people talking about fun, weird things here. There's ways to support the channel in my description. And there's also a link to Les's website and his uh his his information so let's get started less for people that don't know who you are can you give us your bio like who are you what are you doing um messing around with these ufo people okay just me i'm a ufo people (laughs) (laughs) thank you priscilla appreciate uh being here with you tonight and um yeah it's it's interesting uh uh, story in, in a sense that uh, when I was 11 years old, I saw uh, what I thought was a UFO and it was rather close. Uh, this is when I lived in Connecticut and uh, I uh, got quite frightened by the whole incident and ran into the house and tried to get my father to come out. And by the time he did, it was gone. And he says, Oh, it's probably just a beacon of light reflecting off a cloud. And I really didn't believe that. Uh, and so I went to the library soon thereafter, picked up some books on UFOs and George Adamski was the, uh, this is the late fifties and George Adamski was, uh, you know, had a number of books out by then. And, uh, so, uh, I really got into it for a while, but, uh, you know, as life goes on, uh, I kind of forgot about the whole thing and, uh, you know, graduated high school, went off to college, University of Vermont, uh, uh, graduated from there with a business degree and uh, was in the ROTC program and went into the military. Uh, but before I went into the military, I got married and uh I served in the military two years active and four years reserve. And uh, uh, shortly after I got a job uh, back in uh, Connecticut, uh, um, an opportunity came up to move out to California in 1985. I moved out there and picked up the San Jose Mercury News one day and uh, Stanton Freeman was going to talk about Mm -hmm. UFOs and the government cover-up. Well, that kind of through the switch for me again. I was like, oh my goodness, I got to go see this guy. And so I went to San Jose City College expecting to see a handful of people. And in fact, uh, the auditorium was packed. He gave uh, one of his wonderful presentations. And uh, on my way out, I I, uh, noticed a table that MUFON had, uh, the Mutual UFO Network. And they talked about a a monthly journal that they published. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to get this journal and start getting back into things. Well, shortly thereafter, it wasn't enough for me. And uh, they they had a uh, field investigator uh, training uh, course. Uh, and, And so I decided to get the manual and read up on all the uh, particulars and took the test, passed the test, and started to investigate cases with a more senior investigator. 
uh, and <clears throat> almost without exception, those cases turned out to be uh, uh, not only sightings, but abductions, where people talked about the fact that they had contact with these non-human uh, entities, if you will. So uh, what happened after that was that uh, these people would ask me if I knew of other people having similar experiences. And I said, yes, I do. And uh, I started to facilitate a support group in San Jose in my office. Uh, and so, um, it, you know, that's where things really got interesting because I learned more from compared to any book that I had picked up, you know, thus far about the phenomena where these people were interacting, having these experiences, which were quite dramatic and uh, quite scary in, in, in a lot of cases. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was something that, uh, you know, I said to myself, well, you know, how can I really help these people? Because a support group is one thing, but beyond mm. that, what can we do? And so <clears throat> we, what happened after that was that uh, in uh, 1994, I was written up in a, uh, uh, an article in the Monterey Coast Weekly paper and uh, talked about what I was doing for MUFON and, and the cases that I was investigating. And a woman that was also written up in the article contacted me afterwards and she said, I'd like to understand what's going on with my brain when I'm in contact with these entities. And so, uh, you know, at, at first I said, well, I, I really, you know, to myself, I, I really don't know what I can do with this person. And, and so uh, she said, uh, and a little bit after that, that she was working with an emergency room doctor. And that kind of really got my interest because I had a doctor friend, uh, Dr. Eugene Lipson, who uh, subsequently became the co-founder with me with the organization that we co-founded in 1994, a nonprofit called Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. So, <clears throat> and he was very interested in, uh, you know, meeting with other doctors that were interested in the phenomena. So we went down uh, to her place. Uh, she lived in Carmel. Uh, California. And uh, as we entered her house, there was a picture on the wall. And in that picture, she was standing on the boat, uh, back of a rather large uh, vessel. Uh, and I said, what's this all about? She says, oh, yeah, we're, we're down in the Caribbean. I said, really, what were you doing? Oh, I was helping these treasure finders. Well, how were you helping them? Well, I was in contact with the uh, uh, captain of the galleon that had gone down. <laughs> wow. so, <clears throat> so that started the afternoon <clears throat> that, uh, you know, uh, what, <laughs> and the rest of the afternoon was remarkable. I mean, blew us away that she was telling us stuff about ourselves. What, what, what happened after a near death experience that she had, she became very psychic. Oh, wow. <clears throat> And uh, with that ability, uh, she, she's been in contact with multiple uh, uh, intelligences, if you will, <clears throat> that gave her various uh, forms of information. And so we came away that afternoon, uh, Dr. Lipson and I, and 
saying, how can we help people like that? And thus, uh, the uh, idea of Opus was hatched. And uh, in 94, as I said, we became a fully recognized 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization recognized by the IRS, which to me always is kind of funny. Paranormal and IRS (laughs) is something that's a little, you know, out there. But uh, so... The cases that you know we've 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 come into contact with, even though we talk about the paranormal, which is a very diverse subject. Matter. Yes. I mean, you know, you have spiritual awakening, Kundalini awakening. Yeah. You have poltergeist activity. You have right. near-death experiences. You have all these UFO experiences, abductions, mm-hmm. all of this. But as it turned out, most of the activity uh, that uh, has come our way has been related to abductions. And so I think well, that's yeah. what the universe has decided that our mission is, you know, whether uh, we have decided to make it more broad, the universe has said, uh, uh, you're going to help right. experiencers. <laughs> I always tell people the phenomena, I say phenomena because it's more than one thing, you know, uh-huh. um, I'm very aware that it's phenomenon <clears throat> for people like spell checking or whatever, <laughs> but um, I think it's more, it's phenomena. There's more than one thing happening. Oh, absolutely. And um, it kind of draws you back in because last year, a couple of years, almost two years ago now, I had a metaphysical business where I was teaching about chakras and meditation and astral travel and selling like meditation oils and all this stuff. And it just kind of like fell apart. Mm -hmm. And then I don't even know how I ended up doing this show. It just happened. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ever since my experience when I was five, it just kind of like everything always went back to UFOs. I was kind of like Giorgio Sukulos with the aliens thing, but it was always Mm -hmm. UFOs. Like there's other things. And I had other experiences with other beings as well. Because my grandmother was a medium. She was a card reader. She did all sorts of weird Catholic magic type stuff. And, um, you know, it's just, it's all linked, right? But when somebody has an experience, it kind of like just opens them up to so many other types of paranormal as the umbrella term experiences. Oh, there's no question about it that all these things are linked, you know, whether you talk about poltergeist activity, uh, UFO alien uh, type uh, activity, uh, you know, we've certainly found the fact that they're all related. I mean, one of the things that uh, uh, we we just recently completed the first phase of a study uh, called the Omega-4 study, uh, and uh, we went out to therapists. Uh, and got their opinion on uh, their working with experiencers. Mm -hmm. And uh, the number one thing that came out was that they all talked about the grays and these biological robotic uh, type uh, things. But then they also talked about orbs. That yes. were the second big thing. And then they talked about interdimensionals. Mm-hmm. That were the third biggest thing. And then the fourth big, biggest thing was poltergeist activity. And and mm-hmm. so there's no question about it in my mind anyway, that uh, these things are totally linked, uh, that uh, we just do not understand 
the phenomena in, in, a, in, a, in a significant way. You know, there's little bits and pieces that we, uh, we seem to understand, but the overall, the overarching uh, explanation of, of this phenomena is still uh, not within our grasp. Uh, you know, we, we have, we talk about consciousness. We talk about all these different things that uh, interplay with, with the phenomena. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I've, I've had experiences with a healer. Yeah. From I, I live in Texas at the moment. Oh, cool! <clears throat> and uh, I have a friend uh, who's a healer in Vancouver, British Columbia. <laughs> and I had a back issue. This was a couple of years ago, and within two sessions from where he was, I got totally better. Yeah, um, I believe it. Um, I'm Usui Reiki trained, so I um, I've done some healing work. My one of my regulars is in Scotland, and and he won't even tell me what's hurting him, but he, I'll see it. It's super weird. Like when I, rem I will remote view his, his body mm -hmm. and I will see it. And this is, I haven't really talked about this before, but um, I, I'll be like, Hey, like what's going on with like, you know, I'll do the whole like, you know, scan. And I'm like, you know, that I sent something to your knee because it looked like it was mm -hmm. inflamed. He's like, I didn't even tell you about my knee. I'm like, I know because like, <laughs> I tapped into your energy. You said I could, you got to get permission guys, yeah. but, you know? yeah. but it's a, it's amazing what um, like quantum energy healing will do. It's just like, it yeah, it, it, there's, there's so much we don't understand. And, and the reality of it is that, uh, you know, these people that have had experiences either are healed uh, during that time frame, or they become healers. Uh, mm, sure. I was at uh, a MUFON symposium uh, last July, and uh, <clears throat> Robert Salas, who uh, was mm -hmm. the, uh, the, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but yes, he absolutely. Was in, okay, he was in charge of the, the missile uh, base at Mas Maelstrom uh, when the, the missiles were shut down. Well, I, I gave a presentation at the last uh, symposium uh, regarding experiencers and experiences that they were having. And he came up to me afterwards and he says, can I talk to you? And I said, of course. And so we sat down at my table. I had a table there. I was uh, hawking some of my books, uh, <laughs> The <laughs> Unknown Other and The uh, Existential uh, Proposition of Alien Contact. I'm going to get and, it. I feel like it's going to cause, I'm going to get it. I'm just going to be like, oops. It, it, or I, right. I'm just going to order it. Okay, thirteen <laughs> lashes with a wet noodle until you get those. Okay. I'll just like be like super wife and be like, I earned this book. <laughs> okay. Your kids are alive. There's no and bugs it, and rats in the house. So. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So anyway, he came up to me with his wife afterwards. Oh wow! And, and they both had experiences. And this was pretty evening. recently, right? Yeah, and was, and and he. <laughs> He, he was telling me about what he observed, what was happening. And his wife, after the experience, became a healer. She wow. was able to heal people. I did not know that. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, 
I, I tell you, this phenomena is is remarkable, and uh, it's it's something that uh, you know I talk about in the book. I, you know, I, I talk about all the the aspects of of the phenomena. You know, the physical aspect, the psychological aspects of it. Uh, I I talk about uh, the UAP report that was put out uh, by the government last June. I, I talk about implants. I talk about hybrids. I talk about ancient history. Um, this is something that's been going on for eons. And, yes. and the manipulation, I believe, that's been going on and the continued manipulation with the hybridization process is all part of some overarching uh, scenario that uh, uh, we, we don't fully understand. You know, there's yeah. very various theories that are put out there about it, you know, that uh, these entities need need us uh, to survive in some way, shape, or form, or is it something where they're eventually going to take over the planet uh, by, you know, hy hybridizing yeah. everyone, uh, you know, and then there's not going to be any war or anything that's necessary yeah. in that regard that we're seeing, you know, in the Ukraine and yes. with Russia. Uh, <clears throat> it's just going to be taken over overnight all of a sudden we're just going to wake up one day and they're in charge yeah it's it's very interesting to think about like this generation like um like my kids are growing up in a world where their government whether we trust them or not is putting research out there they've been doing research but they are acknowledging i guess is what i'm trying to say and then we have big things happening in around the world, like the San Marino conference. And we've got mm -hmm. these amazing scientists getting involved in creating kind of like a, their own thing, like, you know, the Galileo project where it's not attached to the government at all. So it's, I feel like they're, they're slowly revving up to something bigger. Um, and let's hope that we get more, you know, um, interaction that changes people's like uh, the way they view one another, so, so, yeah. so we can stop fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you know, I have to talk about Lou Elizondo a little bit. Uh, you know, who I met uh, just before the uh, uh, COVID thing shut everything down. I had had lunch with him uh, and a couple of people, and he told me some things about uh, the fact that they believe uh, he believes that they, they understand the mechanisms that make uh, these craft operate uh, which which is very interesting and and also the fact that uh, you know uh, I think his tact on getting the government involved was probably the smart way to do it and presenting it as a possible threat uh, because I don't think if it wasn't presented in that way uh, nothing would have happened as far as really investigating this phenomena. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think that uh, it's unfortunate that we have to take that tack, but I think that's, that, that was a smart way to go about it, you know, yes. and, you know, you have proponents like uh, Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs that feel that all of, all of these entities are negative. And then you have Stephen Greer <laughs> yeah. who's on the other side that believes they're all positive. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've seen, you know, in our studies that, uh, 
the majority of people uh, after an experience, uh, after many experiences feel like 65 to 70% feel it's a, it's a probably a pretty positive thing. Yes, but the re yes. remainder are negative. <clears throat> and so you have to understand that I think it's like what we deal here with on earth. We have good people and we have bad people. And I think we have the same mm -hmm. thing going on up there. We have good Absolutely. ones and we have bad ones. And, and, and so, um, <clears throat> I, one of the keynote speakers at the uh, MUFON symposium was Nick Pope. And he was talking about the fact that uh, the, uh, you know, he hoped that uh, it was either the Russians or the Chinese <laughs> that had this technology because we could pick up the phone and talk to them. And I, I right? went up to him afterwards and I said, wait a minute, Nick, <laughs> don't you realize that there's, people that are experiencing contact right yeah. now and have been that can communicate with these entities, you know, so you're missing a big factor here. And I think that's the next thing that has to happen besides the fact that, okay, we have UAPs out there uh, and we're trying to understand who they are, you know, and the government says, well, they're not the Russians, they're not the Chinese, and we don't have proof that they're aliens, but they don't have right. proof that they're not aliens. <laughs> right, right. And, and so um, I think that uh, the next step, and I, I'm or I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that the government is already talking to experiencers. You know, uh, 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 oh, I'm trying to think of his name now. Uh, Kit Green and uh, yeah. uh, Gary Nolan have already yeah. talked to numerous uh, experiencers. Yeah. And, you know, they found out that... Uh, these people that can communicate, uh, these antenna people have uh, a, a difference in their connection between the, the uh, uh, caudate and putamen area in their brain. That there's a lot more yeah. connections there. And so is that something, is that kind of the chicken and the egg? Is that something that the aliens are coming in to understand? Right. Or is it something that they created? You know? Yeah, which exactly. I, I, I tend to believe, and then this is generational. Absolutely. You know, they found that their their parents or their grandparents have, have this capability as well. It's a fascinating phenomena. It and, really you know, is. Yeah, <laughs> there's it's it'll keep you busy for lifetimes. Like you would have to come back again just to complete your work. You know, um, and I I regret not asking my grandmother because she was so um, she was she was a medium and she was you mm -hmm. know. She was very open spiritually. Mm -hmm. So even though she was Catholic, like God was the man, the saints were cool. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. but at the same time, she's very open to um, other possibilities as well. So um, I really wish I would have asked her, you know, if she had ever seen anything um, because it would be another, like, uh, it would make more sense of like, you know, my scenario. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, so you kind of, um, you've, you've talked to a lot of um, contactees and experiencers and some people use those interchangeably but i to me um it, it's it's this, it just depends on what people are comfortable calling themselves or what they mm -hmm. went through um so what sort of psychological and physiological characteristics have you noticed after somebody has um had a very close encounter with either a being or a craft or i know a lot of people are triggered by the word abduction so um, yeah. but sometimes it's that sometimes nobody's asking for this and it's not, sometimes it's a fine like experience, but sometimes well, it's like, 
why did this happen to me? I didn't want to. You oh, know? Yeah. oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, so many people were triggered by Whitley Strieber's uh, yeah. book, Communion, when they yeah. saw that picture. Yes. I mean, that freaked out a lot of people. And people didn't even know why it was triggering. I was a little girl and I was like, I knew like, like when I'd see those gray types, I, I knew that if I thought about them, that I would see them later on. <laughs> so it's just a yeah. crazy connection that people have. Even people that haven't had experiences, they see it and they're automatically like have um, an emotional response. Well, you know, most, you know, almost 100 percent of the people when they have the, their first experience and this is a process that people go through. I mean, there's anxiety, there's fear, there's fear of specific locations. Uh, they have flashbacks, sleep disturbances, they have phobias, depression, confusion, PTSD. I mean, it's a plethora of, of these mm -hmm. uh, types of things that occur after having one, you know, inappropriate reactions, uh, like what an individual experience is, like I said, with Whitley Strieber's uh, book, Communion. I mean, it, it's that kind of thing. I mean, it, it, so it, it's something that... Uh, uh, most of these people, uh, you know, uh, reach out to a psychologist or a psychiatrist and uh, they want to understand, are they going crazy? And then they find out that they're not going crazy. They're not, right. they don't have a psychopathology. So then what, what's the next step? And so that's what Opus is all about. So you find uh, something like Opus. So. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the fact that we can give them a, a, a safe place to talk to other people having these types of experiences in the confidential support group. And then we also have referrals to therapists, uh, you know, around the country. And we're always looking for more therapists. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of therapists are not familiar with the topic. Wow. And that presents a problem. And, uh, you know, trying to understand because, uh, you know, if you go to someone that has not heard about this, the first thing they do is they want to, you know, if it's a psychiatrist, they want to prescribe uh, medication. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and, and if it's a psychologist, they, they, they say, well, you know, you need to go to a psychiatrist. Right. Uh, to, you know. So, <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very negative situation for the, I like to call them experiencers because that's kind of a neutral thing. Yes, Contactee absolutely. is very positive. Abductee is very negative. Yeah. Experiencers sort of, sort of a neutral kind of a thing. Exactly. Because it could be both. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's very sad. Uh, I mean, I get, literally, I get two to three contacts a day uh, looking for some kind of support, whether it's the support group or referral to a therapist. And yeah. uh, it's, it's been ratcheting up. Uh, substantially. And I don't know if that may be something to do with the world events right now, which are kind of scary uh, for people. Uh, there's yeah. been a lot of talk uh, within the support group, which I monitor on a daily basis, uh, that uh, talks about, you know, 
Armageddon. They talk about world ending. They talk about all kinds of very negative things that uh, the, the possibility of occurring uh, that may have nothing to do with the, the war that's going on in the Ukraine at the moment. Uh, but other, you know, tsunamis, earthquakes, uh, volcanoes, you name it, uh, uh, kinds of things. And it's been, again, been ratcheting up. So, yes. uh, you know, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, you know, definitively one way or another, whether these things are going to be forthcoming. But the bottom line is, it seems that uh, the majority of people are feeling uh, some really bad negative things uh, that will be occurring in the near future. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people that have had experiences, and this is kind of how I learned it um, with energy, like our energy bodies and the way we experience, like our energetic feelers, basically. Um, like you have this experience and it does one of two things. It, it makes you draw your energy in or it expands it out. But either way, it's almost like you got stuck in that whole like fight or flight. You become hyper aware and you don't go all the way back to normal. So these people I feel are picking up on on the, everything happening and they're feeling it in one in a different way than somebody that isn't open is feeling it and then some mm -hmm. people are getting um visions right i know that even one of the little boys that was mentioned in the trinity book got um visions of 9 11 happening and that was mm -hmm. like, like years and years before that so um it's very um and then you have this anxiety from your experience and that can translate to everything in your life it's, it's yep. a very life-changing thing for people oh absolutely I, I you know <laughs> you know you get up in the morning and you, you turn on the news and you start hearing negative things you know you, you the pharmaceutical companies oh my god all these negative things that they talk about well if you got this you take this and you got that right you have this for you you know and then uh, all these things and then they show pictures of these poor animals that are out and freezing and, mm, and yeah <laughs> the you, Sarah McLaughlin song <laughs> you start you start taking in all this negative stuff and and it, it's very depressing and and so um you know on top of that then you have the world events that are going on and then you got the price of gas and you got it's like it's like all these nuts. normal stressors you, and then you added to somebody you need to, yeah. you need to shut off the outside world in some way shape or form but you know is that reality probably not but uh, the bottom line is uh, you know you try to do the best you can and uh, to uh, be positive and uh, to uh, help people uh, as, as best you can and uh, shows like you you uh, put out there are really positive you know to to put the word out on various topics and uh, which helps people in a big way. Uh, so thank you for that, Priscilla. Well, thank you for, you know, st like starting it. You know, I feel like you have been somebody that's been doing it for a very long time. So you kind of were building roads for people like me and other newer people that are talking about it publicly to kind of like travel on because it was, I remember being, let's see, I just turned 38. So I didn't talk about this until last year openly. Mm. Oh. I talked, um, 
I told my grandfather who was there immediately after my experience when I came inside or he caught me outside basically. And then um, I told a couple other people and they basically said, you're lying. God doesn't do stuff like that kind of thing. And then after that, I just was kind of like, I would tell people about like, you know, the lights in the sky, but I wouldn't tell them about the beings because it's like mm -hmm. automatically people think you're making it up mm -hmm. or you're crazy. Uh, so, and I've suffered anxiety my whole life until this past year. Um, so it's one of those things where, People are people need different people to talk to. And there's a big thing going around. People, oh well, there's too many podcasters with UFO stuff now. Well, pe some people are going to like me, and they're going to want to talk to me. And some people are going to want to talk to somebody else. Like there, everybody mm -hmm. has a role in this whole um, how this rolls out. And people say disclosure, like how disclosure is happening, is through different people, and everybody has a different thing to bring to the table. So I don't think there's ever going to be enough people talking about it because there's so many people out there that are afraid to even say they saw an orb or a ghost. Like people will be like, hey, so I know you're not going to think I'm weird. And I won't talk to these people for years and they'll call me um, or they'll message me on Facebook or Instagram. Hey, can, can you call me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I call them. And they're like, I think I saw my grandpa uh, <laughs> or, mm -hmm. you know, or I saw this yeah. thing in the sky and I looked at the satellite maps and they know that it's not a, a plane or a satellite, yeah. you know? So, um, a lot, a lot more people, like if I was, if they didn't, if I didn't get, if I wasn't more open and out there telling people, Hey, come to me with your experiences and here's mine, then where are they going to go to their psychiatrist? Like you said, where they're going <clears> to <throat> like be diagnosed with something they might not even have. Right. Exactly. And, and and that's what we've been trying to do since 1994 is to give a safe, you know, neutral place for people to talk about their experiences with other people having similar experiences. And, and so, you know, we, 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 uh, ask people to uh, come see us, uh, you know, on our website, opusnetwork.org. Uh, hit the support button and uh, there's a very short little form you fill out and then we'll, we'll get you into the support group, uh, which has proved to be probably the most beneficial thing that we have uh, provided to, uh, for people. Uh, because th the first thing that people ask, uh, besides why, <laughs> is, yeah. uh, you know, do you know of other people having similar experiences? And right away, the answer is yes. Uh, there's a multitude of people having very similar ex experiences. So you're not alone and you're not crazy and you don't have a psychopathology. And we did a, we did a study uh, that was actually funded by MUFON uh, back in 2007 uh, called the Omega-3 study, where we took 71 people uh, that uh, claimed to have had experiences and compared them to 51 people that were a control group. And the basic finding uh, of that study was that these people did not have a psychopathology. They weren't fantasy prone. Uh, they, they had some dissociation uh, from childhood uh, trauma that went on. Uh, but again, uh, nothing uh, with uh, respect to a psychopathology, just a way to handle their experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, that they had differences in their, in their temporal lobe activity. 
which was different from the uh, the uh, uh, control group. And so on that basis, uh, you know, uh, these findings are, are pointing to the fact that, uh, and this is something that Gary Nolan talks about in, in Kit Green with that caudate putamen area difference yes. uh, in the brain. Uh, so yeah there there's there's some kind of phenomena going on there that needs certainly uh further uh ex, you know uh, uh looking into uh to explain it uh in a, in a more significant way and we're actually in the process i mentioned it earlier about the omega-4 study uh where we went out to therapists to talk about their experiences wow. with the uh experiencers and uh, getting that information and we're going to be publishing that uh, information very shortly. And the next phase is uh, to go out to their clients uh, and have a survey done with them. And so we're going to be looking at uh, uh, all these experiencers and, and, and looking for different different things that probably other uh, uh, studies have looked at, uh, like the free study, uh, that actually the gentleman that I'm working with, uh, Russ Galpone, was part of the uh, free study uh, that came out a number of years ago. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're quite hopeful that uh, we're going to find out some more interesting facts about these experiencers. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it's something that, uh, you know, if you have people that come to you and they're, and they're looking for a support group, please uh, point them in our direction. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we, I, we, we can help. It's, it's important for people to have links to professionals because I know that people have kind of gone off and sort of formed these uh, support groups. And sometimes that may or may not have somebody that uh, is a professional like in the psychology field. I'm actually having somebody on named uh, Leslie Mitchell Clark, mm -hmm. who I actually met through your agent um, in April. That's what I was looking at right now because I wanted mm -hmm. to date right. But I'm excited mm -hmm. to talk to her because she's talked to a lot of, you know, the she doesn't hit hit no regressions and stuff. So how many um, how big will this uh, study be, do you think? Well, uh, based on the fact that we've we've had. Uh, like over 50 therapists that responded uh, oh, wow. and we're, we're hoping to get at least a couple of hundred uh, uh, experiencers to Yeah, because if every one of them has two people or three, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's so amazing. we're going to, we're, we're going gonna to hopefully have a, a good, good statistical uh, number of people that uh, will be able to uh, uh, look at that information and draw some conclusions. You're taking me back to stats class. I loved stats class. I was so surprised because I hate every other math. Or oh, math, really? You know? oh, my but goodness. when I was in statistics class, I, I was just like, I just loved it. I'm, maybe that's just like the nerdy side of me. <laughs> but so you work with MUFON. Uh, so Opus and MUFON are buddies. Are they, do they work? Do you guys share information or do you well, do some it, projects it, together? How's yeah, the link it, there? Because yeah, I know you were in MUFON with, was it the, uh, I'm sorry, what is the name of the, was it a, abduction it, response it, team? It, yeah, the AERC. Okay, okay. <laughs> this goes back to probably 2007. Uh, I spoke with um, James Carrion, who was the international director at the time, and I said, you know, MUFON is pretty much a nuts and bolts type of an organization, right. you know, and that you're missing, uh, you know, a, a, a big part of this phenomena in, in working with abductees. And so when people call in, 
to your, you know, your headquarters looking for help, you don't have anything set up. And I said, look, I have the Opus organization. I'd be happy to get involved. And so what happened was that when calls started to come in to move on, they were redirected to me. And I was getting a, a lot of phone calls uh, through the MUFON organization. And I would call these people up and find out what they were looking for. And, 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 and again, either it was a support group, adding the, in, into the support group. But in those days, it was mostly people looking for therapists, mostly hypnotherapists, um, that they wanted to unearth things that had transpired in their in their experiences that they couldn't remember. And so uh, during that period, the next thing that happened was that MUFON was really interested in doing a little bit more digging into the phenomena. And they asked me to, to set up an organization to look at the, these experiencers. And so uh, I start. I became the chairman of the AERC, the Ex uh, Abduction Experiencer Research Committee, and I put together a group of, uh, of uh, people, a lot of them therapists, uh, and uh, we decided to uh, initiate this Omega Three study, which uh, Mufon uh, funded. And uh, mm -hmm. which was was wonderful, uh, <clears throat> and that's when I, you know, came away with the seventy-one experiencers and fifty-one people that were uh, the, the control group, and uh, you know, we came up with the uh, the, the uh, uh, conclusion that these people did not have a psychopathology, that they weren't fantasy prone, that they had dissociation uh, involved uh, based on some traumatic events in their childhood and that uh, their temporal lobe activity was different. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And so um, the, uh, uh, we published, you know, we, we presented that at the uh, MUFON Symposium in Denver, and I think it was 2009, and it was very well received. And uh, subsequently, uh, MUFON got the idea that they should probably do this on their own and not... not <laughs> Not, <laughs> the light bulb went on. They're like, oh. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, so uh, they set up an organization called the ERT, which was called the uh, uh, Experiencer Research uh, Team, uh, now called the Experiencer Resource Team. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm a research consultant for the MUFON okay. ERT. And uh, so uh, uh, Kathleen Martin uh, was in charge of that group and subsequently moved on. Uh, George Medich, who was the assistant director, uh, is still involved. And Gwen Farrell, uh, actually, uh, who's out of Arizona, is now the head of that group. And uh, so it's, uh, it's something that, you know, MUFON needed to do uh, because I think they were missing a big part of this phenomena. Absolutely. Not only do you see something, but there's effects of that something. And a, a lot of it translates into uh, an experience that's beyond just an observation of the phenomena. Absolutely. And I've heard other people 
say that at one point, you know, they, they try to reach out to MUFON and probably before this was established and mm -hmm. they didn't get the, you know, they didn't feel like they got, um, they needed more help than MUFON was able to offer yeah. at the time. So, and this yeah. was a while pe people um, talking, you know, um, like a while ago, like in the nineties, early nineties that I had talked to like on the side. So, um, hopefully they found Opus or the new, you know, MUFON's connection with that because it's really important. How many people have you talked to that have, uh, reported having implants? And also if you have heard about the implants or seen any, what are they always me metallic or are they also organic sometimes? Like, like almost like a, like a tumor, but not a tumor. Yeah, I, I think, it, it, you know, Dr. Roger Lear, who's since passed away, uh, was very famous for uh, excising, uh, I think it was 17 patients that had implants. Yeah. And uh, his findings, I talk about that in my book as well. And uh, I'll, I'll just r quickly read some of the uh, things about these implants. First of all, no inflammatory or rejection reaction by the body to these foreign objects is observed. No physical portal of entry. Collection of specialized nerve endings surrounding the object. Mm. An outer coating of ceramic biological material. A metallic phase where inorganic metal becomes biological tissue. The emission of radio oh, wow. waves, which are deep space frequencies in the FM band, are, have been noticed. Electromagnetic fields in excess of 10 milligauss. Com uh, composition of meteoric iron 66. Rare earth metals such as U-236, a single isotope of uranium existing by itself, as well as elements such as iridium, which is a very rare and hard to find earth's crust in the earth's crust non-terrestrial isotopic ratios indicating the involved elements did not come from earth carbon nanotubes gold spheres i mean th these are just things that uh, don't make any sense right. and, and 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 so you know uh, yes we've we've definitely had people and and one of the things that uh, we we talk about uh, with regard to the implants if they're not bothering you don't mess with it right all right i've heard that somewhere else and i can't yeah, place it yeah and and one of the things that happens is if you do remove one next thing you know they they may come and get you and place it someplace <laughs> that's even more difficult to get to i'm sorry i'm not laughing at the fact they'll come get yeah. you but i've uh, yeah I mean, I've met them, so I kind of now I kind that's I deal with it with humor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, they're just here to do their job, you know. Like I do that kind of thing, but um, it's not funny to everybody, so I shouldn't laugh. But it's just no, you know, um, you know. I think what, and that's a good thing in a way because I I, I talk about humor as, as something that we we need to be able to to have uh, in this regard, uh, especially once you once you're able to get the support that you need. And, and and that you can talk about these things with, within a group. Uh, yeah. Humor is a good medicine. Absolutely. Um, yes. And they have well, caused, um, some of my experiences has caused, have caused a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. None I can like prove, right? But certain mm -hmm. symptoms that I have match up with other females that have had similar timelines of uh you know, contact experiences or experiences in general, abduction experiences, like they've had the same, a similar timeline to me and similar symptoms that I've had that I didn't even think about until I started talking to people this past year. So 
I didn't make those links. I just thought, oh, I just have weird a weird body. Like weird things happen to me. But it, now that it's making sense, um, mm -hmm. it's just it's just it's funny. The more people you talk to, the patterns emerge. Have you have you had missing pregnancies? Yes, and um, yeah, yeah, like ridiculously early menses mm -hmm. that yeah. stopped in a day or two. Yeah. Um, endometriosis that wasn't um, consistent with endometriosis because people that have endometriosis have it for long periods of time. Right. Um, the ages where I have woken up outside were mm -hmm. consistent with the ages that usually people have like um, like the bigger um, experiences. Mm -hmm. So early childhood. Uh, puberty, and then later on in life. Oh, yeah. a joke. I'm like when my eggs are about to go bad, they want to make sure they, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, so, no. So it's it's falling like seeing the patterns in other people is. I get so I'm like, oh, that's so amazing. But then I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> like this is close to home. Um, a lot of the times. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the uh, uh, board members of Opus is uh, Geraldine Orozco. and I don't know if I love heard. her. I've had her on twice, and I uh, swear. You talk I about love a her. hybrid mother. Oh, I love her. She's the one that she was telling me like, and she lays it out like, okay, there's, there's a process and this is the process bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. And the whole time she was telling me that um, it was like, somebody was like stabbing me in the stomach with like that zing of adrenaline when you have yeah. like the aha moment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, check, check, check. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And, um, and then I had her on another time to talk about, um, so that first time I had her on, it was uh, the hybridization program. Mm -hmm. And then the second time it was like, who are the others? What are the different sorts of beings mm -hmm. people might encounter? Um, this is my experience. And then she would be like, well, this is my experience. You know, like we talked about the different types that people encounter and, um, yeah, she's amazing. So you've, you've worked with her. <clears throat> Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's. Uh, matter of fact, I was on a Zoom meeting with her yesterday. And, She's such uh, a beautiful soul, just a beautiful person. Absolutely. I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're very happy to have her on the board. Uh, Terry Lovelace is on the board. Oh. Uh, uh, Linda Moulton Howe is on our advisory committee. Uh, Yvonne Smith is on our advisory committee. Les, uh, uh, Melinda Leslie is on our advisory. They're all committee. on my wish list because I'm a new podcaster, uh, so I'm like, <laughs> they're on my my so, my wish list for guests because yeah, their work's been so amazing and they again paved the way. I know that sounds super cheesy yeah. to keep saying, but it's true yeah. because somebody yeah. had to start it. Absolutely, you know, in yeah. the '80s and before that, people had to start like getting out there and putting the you know creating these organizations. Yeah, and, and uh, 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 where am I going with this? Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, senior moment. Uh, it's it's way. Uh, I mean, yeah. like I get the I get the mom moments. Like I got mom brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I was gonna say that uh, uh, Linda uh, Howe is uh, wrote the forward to my book. And oh, I yeah, saw, I did see that, but I didn't get to read it yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was very happy that uh, she, uh, she did that for me. And uh, uh, we're going to uh, meet at the uh, MUFON Symposium in Denver in, in July. Uh, there, she's going to actually be speaking there. And so very uh, cool. I haven't uh, met with her in person, but uh, I've known her for eons. <laughs> We're yeah, long, long, long time friends. <laughs> well, you got to think about people in this field, you know, in the research field, like you're, they're spread out. 
it's not like uh like you have you're like oh we're all accountants we know each other you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. it's like especially you know when when you started your research and when she started her research people were like across the world sometimes you know we have like Jacques Vallée talking to people here in the states you know and it's just one of those things where like it's not normal to have that many ufo people in one little circle unless you're at a convention <laughs> so right. i believe that you are you know have been a colleague with her for so long but um now you're finally going to get to like hang out with her that's amazing oh yeah i mean and i can't believe it she just turned 80 years old and I, I, to me that's 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 unbelievable i cuz i she looks I look amazing at her. she, she oh, yeah, sounds she looks, amazing she, she's she very great. yeah she's <laughs> very much very active yes and uh, uh so uh, if uh, uh, we were talking about the tall whites uh, yesterday yeah. i actually talked to her yesterday and uh, the fact that the tall tall whites will not allow uh, anyone to uh, fire nuclear weapons and i said oh my god that i can only hope and and so they she also said that these these tall whites can live to be 800 years old because they figured out how to uh, do that process so she's hoping to connect with one so she can live another 700 years or more yeah to continue to do what she's doing if anyone's gonna do it it's gonna be her yeah (laughs) absolutely so anyway it's so so much so much fun to talk to her and 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 uh, she's got so much knowledge uh yeah really really fantastic yeah i i really look up to her and you know the nuts and bolts people may not believe her or i don't think that she gets i think that she's one of those people that a lot of the nuts and bolts people don't really give her enough respect for even if you don't believe what she's doing she is a big piece of the puzzle when it comes to getting this topic out there and researched Mm -hmm. you know somebody gave her medals and she hands them off to you know people to analyze so it's like one of those things where you don't have to agree with the person but we all want the truth and we all want everybody to know that this is real and we want to know more about it absolutely and we want to tell whites to stop the nuclear weapons obviously (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah it's uh something that uh you know i i I, I'm not a one to, to do a lot of prayers, but uh, of late I've been doing some prayers to uh, say I hope there's some kind of intervention to stop what's going on over there. You know, whether it's somebody knocks off Putin <laughs> or yeah. s- some other thing. I'm all, we're so, I'm so bad. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a madman. He's. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 so unfortunate that this, this is going on now. You know, you think, you know, we're a civilized world, but in actuality, we're so tribal still. We we, we just really are. continue to fight each other on various topics. I mean, look what's going on here in the United States. I mean, you know, you got people telling stories about the fact that the election was stolen. You know, and it's like still, God, still. How many how many times do we got to tell you no? And the courts have said no, and people have said no, and it's like yeah. now they. They keep going on. I mean, it's like, what the hell is going on in their heads? It's, it's just crazy. like divisive culture has been drilled into us since we come, since we become exposed to the world. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, I have two sons. One is almost three. One just turned five. And they're so competitive already. And the people are like, well, that's just a brotherly thing. But I notice when they watch things that have more like, um, like fight scenes or like dualistic or mm-hmm. adversarial moments, you know, mm-hmm. it's like they, they get worse. And it's like, it's, yep. 
they they're you know we are all little sponges when we come into the world and we soak up this me versus you we we watch too much you know tv and advertisements and we when we start thinking if i don't fit a b c and d i'm a failure or and that's just like the beginning level of things how is somebody supposed to come out and be like by the way um i saw an extraterrestrial or an interdimensional and now i'm psychic like how can you like how can you tell people you know um it was just we're fed the we're fed to be divisive, and then we got Democrats versus Republicans, and then there's <laughs> guys on the side, vegans plus the my, versus the meat eaters, yeah, reptilians yeah. versus Pleiadian. I'm <laughs> I actually have a really good question in the chat sure. if you don't mind taking it. Um, yeah, the, the hours flying please. by, but I mm-hmm. thought this was a great question from Kat, and thank you everybody mm-hmm. that joined now. Bob Marley, the Lauras were in here. I saw one leave random content. I, I think you said from Ireland, um, K24D. Did I say that correct? I might have mixed it up. Where did you go? I can't find your code name. It's it's like a number name. Where did you go? I always see you. Big Willie's in here. He has a he has a show called UFO Gar- Garage, and it's like amazing. So um, I I can't find him. But yeah. here's the question: yeah. Yeah. Are there specific studies that track families who are psychic or paranormal? Yeah, I think that uh, I mentioned Gary Nolan from Stanford University uh, and uh, Kit Green. Uh, they 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 looked at a number of experiencers that uh, not only looked at the experiencers but their families, uh, uh, you know, previous generations. And so you might want to uh, uh, do a little googling of uh, Gary Nolan and and that aspect. Uh, but as far as any other specific, uh, you know, studies, uh, the, the bottom line is that what we've noticed, uh, is that this is very generational, uh, that if you are psychic, most likely your parents are psychic or your grandparents are psychic. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, other than that, uh, that's as much as I know at this point. Yeah, my grandma used to be like, oh, sorry, it was K42D. I was reversing it. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for your support. I always see you in the chat. I messed up somebody's name, their chat name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my grandma used to be like, it skips a generation. It skips a generation. <laughs> so Kat might have a follow-up question. Um, so mm-hmm. while she's getting that in, because Kat is somebody that's very supportive of the channel. She's always here mm-hmm. in the lives. Um, very open to hearing anybody speak on the topic and not, you know, oh, well, you're not this. You know, she's open to different types of speakers. So I love having her. And, and it's great. It's great to have people that support you. Uh, I mean, it's it's an, it's it's so wonderful to, to to have people. I mean, you know, the one thing that we do is we survive on donations. Uh, you know, we're a nonprofit organization. And if you do give, uh, it's tax deductible. Uh uh, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, having any kind of support is, 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 is wonderful. And, uh, so thank you, Kat. <laughs> yes. Yep. And I have his, I have the, I believe I have the Opus link inside the description. So people know where to find that. Um, her follow-up question was percentage of women versus men in the family. Question well, mark. overall, it seems like there's a, overwhelming number of women uh, Mm. that are experiencing these types of things versus the men. However, 
I, I think that's that's skewed because I think the men, for whatever reason, uh, are reticent about coming out, whereas women yeah. are more forthcoming. Uh, so it's very difficult to give you a percentage. But uh, right now, as far as our support group is concerned, it's probably uh, almost 60-40, uh, probably women to men uh, that have uh, come forward. Um, and uh, and I don't, that has always uh, interested me in a big way, that uh, I think women have a special, unique uh, place in, in not only society, but in the universe. And, you know, the, you know, you talk about your channel here, which quantum, which, <laughs> yeah, okay. And I think, you know, which is, is a, is a wonderful thing. It, it, you, you have an ability to do things that most men don't have. And probably it's, it's something that's been going on for eons and, you know, is that something that has been created by, you know, aliens, you know, eons ago uh, in, in looking at uh, our genetics? Or is it is it just some kind of, you know, X, Y gene versus the, the Y gene or the X gene, you know, combination <laughs> that causes that to happen? Uh I, I, I look at my wife, we've been married for 52 years now, and uh, she blows me away every once in a while with the stuff that she comes up with. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you, you guys are wonderful. Women are wonderful. Thank uh, you. <laughs> it's, it's just... That's awesome. Thank you for talking about that. Yeah. And I love hearing, um, I love hearing people talk about their wife because it's, uh, I'm a wife. So obviously, you know, <laughs> but I'm also a woman and it's nice to hear men talk about stuff like this and give their wife credit when, you know, I think everybody wants that in a partner to kind of acknowledge one another when they come up with these, um, things. But yes, I agree. Um, you know, and women have kind of played like crazy roles throughout history, all the way back into Mesopotamia. We look at you know, the goddess Inanna and, Ish and, you know, synonymous with Ishtar in some cases and what they went through. So, um, yeah, and women were always the healers. So who knows if the gods and goddesses that came from the sky and started teaching the women, the human women, things didn't sort of mesh in a way, whether it's genetically, mm -hmm. energetically, or even culturally, or all of it even. So that's a great point that nobody's really brought up. So we are coming, we are at the hour. Is mm -hmm. there anything that we didn't address that you wanted to talk about? Well, I, I think the only thing that I, I, you know, I just want to put a, a, a point on it is the fact that, uh, you know, Opus is available at opusnetwork.org. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're here to help you. Uh, we have a support group, a confidential uh, online support group. Uh, and then we also have referrals to therapists around the country and around the world, actually. Uh, we have people in the Australia, UK, uh, and uh, we do have in the support group people literally from all over the world, South America, uh, Asia, uh, Australia, 
Europe uh, talking 24-7 to one another about their experiences. And so if you'd like to uh, uh, join us, we'd be happy to have you and uh, look forward to your participation. Absolutely. And that should be in the description. And I, I believe I put it there. I'll double check. If it's not there, it will be there um, after I get off the chat. And one other thing. Absolutely. <laughs> say, don't forget my book. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, I was going to throw that. Yeah. Don't forget <clears throat> his book. <laughs> uh, it's called The Unknown Other and the Existential uh, Proposition of Alien Contact, where I talk about basically a lot of the things that we talked about tonight. I'll have to put that um, that link in there, like the the book link for Amazon, right? That's yeah, where I found it. I didn't know if we had a preferred yeah. way, but yeah. If you go to our website, the, the homepage has okay. a picture of the book, and you can click on that, and that'll take oh, you to Amazon, or perfect. you can just go to Amazon. Well, we have your website, so it, it's nice to funnel everybody there, so they can check out the website and see the different yeah. things that are available. Grab a book, see what you're up to. Um, I really want your book. I think I'm going to pull the trigger. Um, it's my <laughs> husband's your, birthday. Right. It's, it's, so I'll husband. get one. For, I'll get it for him for his birthday. And <laughs> so. tell, tell him it's okay. I said it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. It, I had like a stack of books, like oh, I bet. over I a bet. foot high, because I, I read other yeah. things too. You know, oh, I'm reading. Yeah. A UFO book, a witchy book, a, a spirituality book. I just started a course for like a like a leading meditation, which I feel like I've done it before, but it's nice to have like learn more about it mm -hmm. from somebody that teaches you how to teach it or teach it, you know, if that makes any right, sense. So right. it's so cool that you know um, you work with a lot of amazing people. So check out Opus and um, what they have to offer on their website. And thank you to everybody who's listening now, live, later on, or on Anomalous Podcast Network. Thank you um, again for coming on, Les, if you hang out for a minute afterwards. Sure. And if you are looking to support the channel or Opus work, please look at the description below. There's different ways to support uh, his work and the channel. Everybody have a great night. I hope to see you soon. I will see you... Um, I will post my schedule because I'm. it's the end of the night for me. So I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> so um, thank you so much, everybody. Have a great night. Yeah.